My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 107. Today, Jared and I talked about the Astros cheating scandal and what we think leadership should look like in the face of adversity. We talked about the benefit of YouTube ads and if your business should or should not be running them in 2020. And uh, we'd love if you take a few seconds to hit subscribe, give us some feedback, and let's go. Just some old heads from out of space like we come from a whole other time and place, Mad Men. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing today? I was pretty good until you started talking to me after lunch. Sorry. About the old uh, Astros press conference. I keep thinking that I'm over it. Well, they aren't helping themselves out. They, like, every time they talk, they talk about them wanting to go away. I know that's ultimately what they want, but they aren't doing a good job of, like, giving people what they actually want. Okay, before we get so in, it's not going to go away. Before we play this clip, for this clip, as a baseball fan, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who just loves baseball. I think we all want it to go away a little bit. In the sense of, I just want to get to playing baseball. Yeah. I want it to be cleared up. And the reason you can't get past it is there hasn't been a whole lot of authenticity or transparency. No, not at literally all. Literally at all. Yeah. It's just them, you just go and play this. Yeah. So what we're going to play for you is there was... Uh, and there's a reason we're playing this. It's not just completely Astros hate. Um, but this is from the Astros press conference today, and they are back. Um, you're not going to hear it, by the way, um, unless you have headphones on. That's fine. I already okay. have them memorized. Um, but yeah, this is from the Astros press conference today uh, from spring training. Last month when MLB announced... Sorry, this is their owner, um, Jim, Crane. Jim Crane. ...the penalties to the Houston Astros... I issued an apology to our fans and the city of Houston. I want to say again how sorry our team is for what happened. I want to also repeat that this will never happen again on my watch. MLB clearly stated that people leading the baseball operation and field operation should be held accountable for these actions, and I agree with them. Our GM and manager were not only suspended for a year, we went above and beyond and fired them. MLB also acknowledged that the players should not be punished for the failure of our leadership. The leaders enabled, condoned, and did not stop those actions that happened. I also agree that our players should not be punished for these actions. These are a great group of guys who did not receive proper guidance from their leaders. We cannot change the actions of the past, but we are fully committed and moving forward in the right way. Okay. Oh, we didn't get to the the good part. Your boy? Huh? Your boy talking? No, where he's uh, talking... Him saying it didn't impact the game. Yeah, yeah. I just want to stop okay. here for a okay. second. Because I'm angry. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things in here that really frustrate me. Mainly almost every single word he said. The first thing that he said it wasn't going to be on his watch. It's not going to happen again on his watch. Already did. <laughs> Literally already did. Second, he's talking about leadership in this GM and coach 
Yeah, this has been swirling around forever, right? This rumor. Yeah. So I think I think since like 2015. So no point in here did you ever hear this rumor or pursue it. You're literally the leader of the organization. Yeah. I know that you hire out a GM, you hire out this CEO role to run an organization, but to throw them under the bus. Well, he can do that now because they aren't with the team anymore. Exactly. But the worst thing in this is the position that he puts the players in. That they are the victims yeah. of this equation. That they should not be held accountable for their actions. Which literally says, just take PEDs. Yeah. Just cheat. Because you got led astray by these leaders. You're a grown man. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand from a leadership standpoint at all in this how you put blame on literally everybody else except for yourself and then the people who were cheating. Yeah. And you cut out the easiest scapegoats. That's the worst thing. And as a fan, I think I can get over a lot of things. I don't, I'm not a big Astros fan, but I can get over it and move on. Do I think the World Series, World Series should be taken from them? Yep. Do I think some of the players should be suspended for more than a year? Yep. Did you blatantly cheat for multiple years? Yeah. And were y'all the worst part to me is how hateful you were to the media. Yeah. Like, hey, we have these rumors was, about this. Like, oh no, hold on. It wasn't even. It, it was a little bit hateful, but it's more just like arrogance. Yeah. And, they, and that, Smug. It's like, it's still there. I you know. can tell. Like, they can even put together their own statements. Like, they've had. I don't. I forgot how many weeks or months ago that it was in December when was, the suspension was handed down. So December. So they've had like two months to prepare for this day. Yeah. Not ready. First off, they the first day that um, I guess pitchers and catchers reported, they locked down um, their place so reporters couldn't get in. Yep. Soft. They had a team meeting last night. And that's what they came up with. These like prepared statements that they were ba- either memorized part of it or were reading them. And basically their statements were just summarizing what the commissioner found yeah. in his report. Yep. Yeah. And not... Like, n- not straying outside of that. Like, the commissioner found that yeah, yeah. this happened, and the commissioner um, suspended our manager and GM for, yeah, we know we know the facts. I know. Like, we already know all that because it's in the report. We want some, like, some human, like, acceptance. Yeah. I'm just so angry from a leadership standpoint. Like, when you lead anything, you understand that when you win a World Series, people celebrate you. Mm-hmm. When things go bad, you have to get in front of the bullet. Yeah, and it's not happened. And you look at the exact opposite in a very bad situation with the Mavericks, where they have someone in their front office who sexually assaulted somebody else in their front office. Mark Cuban gave, I think, one of the best speeches in that moment and took complete ownership for it because he said, "That's on me. I'm not here enough." And I don't think he actually knew about it. No, he didn't. And he still took ownership of it. I'm pretty. He, this guy, had to have known about it. Oh. And What's his name? Timothy Crane? Jim Crane. Jerry Crane. I don't care what it is. How do you not know? We knew about it. Yeah. I saw. How I saw, do you not know? I read an article. It's either 2017 or 2018. I'm pretty sure it's 2017 after. I'm lit right now. After the World Series. And it was some article. I forgot who who wrote it. Um, but it's like something about the uh, Astros cheated this whole season or something. So there's, there's an article out suspecting them of this in 2017 or 18 not to mention all the managers and players that were contacting like the commissioner about it and he would never look into it until 
finally a player that was on the team in 2017, a shooting made it public. Yep. That's when, so it was partly the commissioner's fault, fault too, which he's like the ultimate leader over all of baseball. He failed to like, I guess take these suspicions seriously and look into it. And finally a player that was on the team came out and said, yeah, this happened. Yeah, and, and, I don't, and, I don't then, love and then at that point, if you're the commissioner, you have to look into it. So he did a poor job leading. This guy, old Jim, Jimmy. Timothy. The worst. Yeah. Lun, Lunhow, or we say his name, is the absolute worst. Yeah, I'm trying to find, what. Uh, what is the name of the um, Jeff? That's their GM's name. Lunhow. Okay, thank you. I don't know how to say his last name. They, now, so in his know. interviews, he consistently said, I didn't finish reading the email. It was at the bottom of the tab of the Excel sheet. I didn't see that tab. Yeah. Like, it's just been a complete squirrel show. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah. These dudes are the most squirrely people. I hate it. And it's not even about, like, I get, if you're in sports at all, I think people are always trying to find a way, a, an advantage to win. And I think things go too far. You cheat, whatever. But the lack of leadership is so bummy to me. Yeah. And I know the Mark Cuban thing is so different, but he literally got up and owned it. He cried. He was bummed. And he, he said numerous times, it's my fault. I should be here more. I should lead better. If these things are happening and I don't know about it, whose fault is that? It's mine. And this guy's getting up here saying, don't blame these poor players. Don't These guys were just, they were led astray. Yeah. From What? Yeah. There's been... From an intern who made, a, made a, an algorithm that you guys turned into a cheating system. And I think there are probably more teams doing this. More than likely, not to this scale, but I think that's all. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you didn't own it. You didn't own it. That's going to be the worst thing this whole season is that they're flipping this as like a victim thing. I know, and they're like setting themselves as like this this big underdog story this season. It's like you got the same team, basically the same team that won the World Series. Yep, minus the, minus a few players. Yep, you aren't necessarily the underdog. Yep, you aren't a victim. You're a grown men. You should have known that even if your GM or manager like wasn't stopping it or was part of like installing the system or whatever, you should still know you're a grown yep. man. You've played grown man. You've played baseball your whole life. You know, you know about the, the rules, unwritten rules and um, things that are like way outside the boundaries, yep. like using live feed cameras to still signs. Yep. If you never been, if you never benefited from it, but you were in that dugout, you're guilty. Yeah. Like, and you knew, you're yeah. guilty. That's 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 the other thing. It didn't matter. Justin Verlander wants to talk about everything, dude. Everything under the sun. Uh, the juice baseballs. Yep. Uh, Which is my favorite conspiracy. Pitchers theory. using substances. Uh, batters using PEDs. And this dude is in the dugout. Is it, he? He knows about it. This dude, since it's been everything's been released, it's been under a rock somewhere, I guess. Doesn't talk to acknowledge it at all. No. Besides that one stupid joke he made at the honors luncheon. <laughs> was or it CC Sabathity? CC Sabathia, who was like, was it him? Uh, yeah. That was twelve feet from him. Yeah. Who wanted to swing on him. Yeah, dude, it's the most bummy I, thing I, ever. I, I did see this tweet today. Um, well, not oh, just a few seconds ago before we came in here, and it. Um, this guy said it's it's going to be a shame when the only player that gets suspended. This whole ordeal is a guy that throws at the Astros batters this year. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Who's got them opening day? I have no. I wish the Rangers did again. I do too. Mike Miner just throwing some uh, 
some gas in there. Dude. Some 90 mile per hour gas. I, I feel like I, I I don't want it to feel like it's because it's, I would be very upset if it was the Rangers. Mm-hmm. But if you look at this and you think about the money involved and you say, I tell you, Jared, okay, you're going to have, I'll give you a, a six year career in the MLB. You're not going to ever cheat. You're going to make league minimum to a little bit more. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to cheat. You may or may not get caught. Part of an organization, not PEDs. You're going to have a 12-year career. You're going to win two World Series. What are you doing? I'm, t- I'm taking the ships. You know what I'm saying? And so... And the money. Punishing punishing the two people that MLB punished affects... Does not set a standard for the rest of the league to say, ah, we shouldn't do this. Yeah. I think you just told the rest of the league, hey, you better, you better build a stadium that it can hide it better. Yeah. And you should do it. If you want to win, you're going to need to do this. Yeah. That's what I think. It's the worst leadership move. That's what bothers me more than anything. They've never owned it. They've been real smug about it. And yeah, I, I think if the, the if this was uh, was a Rangers, I think I would still be a fan. But I would seriously start questioning my fanhood after see, seeing like if they responded in the same way. Yep. Like, it's just made it worse. And you, uh, they've had two months, and somehow, the press conference that they've had two months to prepare for made things worse like how does that happen i know you've had who's your months. pr who's your pr team seriously do you see that clip, that clip of i think it was a it was somebody in the Astros organization and i think he was addressing whoever the reporters and people that were there before um the owner and everybody their thing but he's at the podium and he talked and then when he was leaving he walked back um away from the podium he just walked through some bushes <laughs> he, didn't go, he, he didn't even go around them he just walked sh- Straight, Straight through, through the bushes. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So they hadn't even thought about anything. Yeah. Did you see this uh, This uh, Los Angeles local station that had, uh, the, yeah. had Astros cheater? Yeah. Jose Altuve. Whatever, man. All I'm saying is if you own a business, if you lead people at all, then you should celebrate your people well. You should love your people well. But when things go bad, you better own it. Yeah. Dude, I got a phone call two days ago um, and had to, had to wear some stuff. For somebody, and I don't even think honestly internally it was anybody's fault. But you don't toss anybody under the bus. So I feel like this dude's tones changed drastically since they fired him. Also, I, I hate the moral high horse. It's like, hey, we went above and beyond what the league yeah. did and fired. You literally benefited yourself by firing them. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he saw it coming and he kept them around just as like collateral. So that they would have somebody other than players to suspend. So he kept them around, knowing it was going to happen. Um, they got suspended, and then he just fired them, which was, might have been his like original plan. But he wanted them to stay around, so they could take the take the punishment instead yeah. of other people. So if you would have fired them before, they aren't there to. I guess they then you can't you can't then you can't do a punishment. Yeah, I guess they still could have suspended them, uh, like, and they personally like kind of gotten a job for like a year yeah you know been awesome is if uh when they when they suspended the astros it not only hangs on to the person but also hangs on to the role so the astros literally have to pay a year without a gm in the organization and or a coach that's not that's what i want to say yeah i think also they should have to play this whole year with eight players in the field yeah yeah they're i'm just kidding i do think it might get like part of me thinks it might get reopened the whole case and I'm hoping 
Because I don't think their punishment right now fits the crime at all. Um, so I'm hoping for, somehow it gets reopened and there's got to be some players that get suspended. There's here, got to be. Here's the question. We talk about leadership, right? That's easy. If you're a leader, be a good leader. Own your stuff. Also, if you don't know what's going on below you, that's on you. Yeah. Second thing is, does this keep these guys, does it add a little bit of an asterisk or does it cause a little bit of a stir when you get into Hall of Fame voting? I mean, it should. Pete Rose? That Barry a, Bonds? That dude's out of the Hall of Fame for basically just betting on himself. I mean... Barry Bonds was... Obviously, he took some PEDs. I don't know if he ever admitted to it. I, I still... I don't think he ever admitted to it. Um, I mean, more that, than, more that, than likely did. But that, yeah, his uh, body transformation. I don't. It's hard to argue that he. Uh, People thought I was on PEDs for a while. No, they didn't. So my body. But, but that was a time when, like, I don't know. I saw an article. I think it was an old article from Sports Illustrated where they like interviewed Ken Camnetti, R.I.P. And he basically he was like, "Yeah, I took steroids. I don't feel bad about it." Um. That because he he got hurt. This was like the '96 season, I think. He got hurt like the beginning of that season. That's when he started taking steroids, and it made his recovery like super quick. He had the best season of his life that year, won the NL MVP, and then just continued taking them. And he's like, I got like a huge contract from this, and 75 percent of baseball is doing this. Yeah. I also think that okay, I'm about to, I'm about to go deep out in the ocean here and just reach. But I think when you take PEDs, you still got to hit the ball, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you do, when you sign still at this level, you still got to hit the ball. But I don't know. I think my rational that is about to be bad. But when I rationalize this in my head, at least when you're doing PEDs, like physically, you're gonna you're gonna wear it. Yeah, like it's gonna well, affect you, good or bad. He he, Ken Camnetti mentioned that in, in the interview. He said, but by the end of the '96 season, my uh, testicles had like receded into my body. Oh my gosh! Like, Golly, you know what I'm saying? He, he was taking like I forgot how many times more than like they suggest oh my taking. Gosh, but he was just like pounding them. I, but yeah, there, there's been multiple pitchers who've already come out and say, "Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather pitch to somebody that was roided up as opposed to somebody that knows what's coming every pitch." Yeah, which it's, makes it's sense. Hard, it's hard to explain to the, the casual fan or someone who doesn't follow it, like because I've heard probably more people than I should say. Everybody still sons. And I think people don't realize that this is far beyond just like your second base. They got on second, yeah. relaying stuff in. This is literally technology in your home ballpark yeah. to rip off. Well, and then that the, art, the article came out the other day that said that they created that spreadsheet and created some like algorithm where they could even like use it on the road. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. basically they like somehow the spreadsheet would decode like what the signs meant or whatever. And then... They would have like watch the the catcher signs like after at bats and then plug it into the spreadsheet and then it would decode what all the signs meant and everything. And then they were able to transfer that to the batter. So they that article that just recently came out, I think it came out last week. That's uh, what the GM so, was hopping. Yeah. So they were even using using it on the road, just not with not with a camera. Dude. Then they're G- think about think about in the M- NBA. If you if if the Mavericks home court, if they mic'd up um, the huddle for the Lakers. Oh, yeah. And they were listening in. And so they knew, like, you you still don't guarantee that you're going to win the game. But if you know on the inbounds play where the ball is going and what they're looking for, 
I mean, it's a, I mean, you may not win the game, but it's a massive advantage. Oh yeah, you're taking if you if you mic'd up their locker room, and you had an idea of like what the focus was, what they're gonna come out in the second half doing. I mean, a, and so every pitch you have a, an advantage. Yeah, and so I don't know. I don't know what this changes for catchers and pitchers. If you just have to like literally have thirty to five different sets of signs that you constantly rotate through, I don't know. Yeah. And timing is like everything when like for hitting a baseball like the difference between like a 95 mile per hour fastball and like an 87 mile per hour changeup doesn't sound like a lot but it's huge yeah because you're only throwing from like 60 feet away so that seven mile per hour difference is huge as far yeah. as timing wise so if you know that a changeup's coming instead of a fastball you're gonna notice it back yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it does make a huge difference yeah, you. Uh, I think you have to. I think it has to be if they can go and continue to prove this. I think you have to put something there. Like, if for multiple years we know for sure two, maybe three, maybe four years that there was a system in place of cheating. I don't know how you don't look at these guys' numbers and say, "Oh no, they didn't benefit from that," and they should be first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, we have to yeah, say there's four years that are that are kind of dicey because we don't really know the benefit, but they knew they were cheating. They accepted the cheating and they participated in it. It'll be it'll be interesting. Unfortunately, all those guys are pretty young, yeah, so yeah. It'll, it'll be a while till we get. I guess Beltran, he's retired and he's probably Hall of Fame, at least in the talks for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I guess we'll see with him. How maybe his, maybe him. you could look at his numbers though and say he would have been before this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like super amped right now. It's cold in the studio right now. I'm sweating. Because you got those wool pants on. No, dude. They're super itchy. You have wool pants? I do. They're itchy, aren't they? they? Are. Yeah, they are. Dude, if I if I even got on a light jog today and my knees grace each other, I'm lighting this whole place up. These bad boys feel like the most flammable things I've ever worn. Also, if you bend over to if you drop your phone and bend over to pick it up, those are also ripping. Yo, dude, they, they feel like bell bottoms. <laughs> like real tight to the knees, and then they just like flare out. I don't know. But how are you doing today, buddy? That's I'm the way I'm, I feel right now. I'm, I'm I'm pretty good now. I'm still. We need to work it out. Yeah, I'm still. Yeah, I don't know. Will you call me on that? If I ever start doing that, doing what? Things go bad in any area of my life, and I'm just I'm just like blaming everybody. Like, won't take any ownership, and you own the team, <laughs> dude. Get a haircut. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, yeah. No, I just, I'm just not a, I'm probably Alex Bregman's least favorite, least big fan. He won, he won me fan. over today. No. That was literally one of the best interviews I've ever seen. I called that dude from like 2007, like 2016, 2017, that he was. He looked good in the home run derby. <laughs> he didn't have that trash can banging Do. in the home run derby. <laughs> His pitcher was mixing it up on him. What if he did do the home run derby this year? There's your trash can banging dinner during it, and he gets 30 dingers. I kind of hope that the – I don't know how to say this either, but I kind of hope the MLB polices it, like the players themselves. Not not just like in terms of like beaning well, or fighting, but I hope that there's a swag about it. Like I hope the players are offended at this. Well, it sounds like most of them are. I did see a <laughs> – also hope that everybody else isn't doing this. One, one of the uh, pitchers for the A's like responded to – their, their comments today, what, what did he say? He said, it was like, 
playing video games with your brother and you always give him the messed up controller with the button that doesn't work and you and you beat him every time, but don't tell him the button's not working or something like that. Cheaters, man. All that to say good luck to the Houston Astros this year. No, but not really. No, not at all. Let's talk about YouTube. It's my worst transition of all okay. time, but I'm kind of keeping our brains uh, sluggish. So I've had a lot of people ask me in the last few weeks and months about the benefits of YouTube. And the reason I want to talk about it today is I think a lot of people get really confused on um, like the difference between like a YouTube channel, like creating videos, DIY, any videos, commercials, whatever, and then putting them on YouTube and then actually utilizing the ad space of YouTube. Could you explain that to people? Yeah, so... Basically, a YouTube channel is anything. You, YouTube channel is basically like your profile on YouTube, and that's where you are going to upload all your videos that you want people to search for and find and everything. Um, you could also have and use one of those videos for an ad, um, or you could upload a separate video for an ad, keep it unlisted, and use that as an ad. So a channel is more of like. Um, all the, all the videos are going to have something in common. They aren't, they aren't going to be like trying to sell anything. They're going to be more like educational with, with tips and stuff, but around like a, like a common theme. And that's, that's what like a YouTube channel is. Yeah. Is that the, is that what you wanted me to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what the difference between them? Yeah. Yeah. I just think people get confused cause like. I think people don't understand that you don't have to actually have a YouTube channel to run ads on YouTube. Like you don't actually have to, you do have to have a video uploaded to YouTube to run an ad. But I mean like you don't have to like have already established. No, a live, a huge library of content. I think a lot of people are like, um, well, before we run a YouTube ad, we need to create seven videos. Yeah, as, like, as long as you have a Google account, you can run YouTube ads because yep. you can just upload a video to YouTube through your Google account um, and you can upload it unlisted so it won't even like show up. Like people can't even find it organically. Yep. So you can upload it, uh, publish it unlisted, and then run it as an ad. Yeah. So like it's not like something can go click and get back to your channel. Yeah. It's actually yeah. can drive to the website or. Yeah. Do you think YouTube ads in 2020 is beneficial? Uh, for sure. I mean, I feel like we're running a lot more YouTube campaigns now. And like if you if your campaign is all about views, I mean I think we're averaging paying like four or five cents per view. Um, but yeah, I think they for sure are. And like YouTube counts a view, which is this kind of feels insane for for some reason. But they count a view like when you get charged. Like if somebody watches thirty seconds of your video. If your video is less than 30 seconds, then they watch the entirety of your video or if they click on your ad. Yeah. So. So everybody who's skipping it doesn't even count. Yeah, they don't even count. So So you've got five free seconds. Yeah. For the most part of unpaid. And a lot of people. That didn't make sense. A lot of people want like that. Don't want people to have the um, ability to like skip their ad. But I think it's I think it's somewhat beneficial to place it in that spot where people can skip it because if you're getting that view you know that they chose not to skip it so they were interested in what they're watching Hmm. does that make sense yeah for sure i think i it's a it's still um an intrusive ad 
Yeah. Because at no point do you want it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's incredibly beneficial because you get five free seconds. Mm-hmm. Even if you had to pay for it, I think the five seconds honestly are worth it just because you're in front of somebody. I think the people's biggest problem is that they're uploading their commercials from yeah. TV to it. And it just doesn't work the same. I think, I mean, even working with a bunch of creatives over the last few months with talking with people and trying to figure out how to do it, I think a lot of people are still in the mindset of like an announcer read or, you know, starting out what traditionally we saw on TV, whereas if people would just focus on like creating something like somewhat eye-catching or entertaining or funny or um, even just front-loaded with branding mm-hmm. to utilize those first five seconds, I think it would be beneficial. That is, I don't know. I don't even know if the first five seconds are really about getting someone to finish the ad. Uh, I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. I think a lot of times it's just about being in front of somebody. Yeah. Cause usually if you're holding it on your, in, if you're watching YouTube on your phone, you're going to watch those five seconds no matter what. Cause you're waiting to get to the skip button. Yeah. Whereas like TV, you just change the channel or I don't really watch much like live TV. That's The Bachelor. Yeah, you just fast forward. Yeah, move on. Because usually it's recorded unless you're watching the news live. Yeah. I think people who watch live television are almost psychopaths. <laughs> Besides sports and news. Yeah. And The Bachelor. I said, that, I said that in the sermon the other day and had so many people come up to me. You said something about The Bachelor? No, I was like, people like people don't have time to like hang out with people, some like hang out or get involved in things, and, but they're getting home at seven o'clock on Monday to watch The Bachelor. I get home at eight. But then you can't uh, live tweet it. Just catch up at some point. I, if you're at a watch party, I get it. But if not, wait till 7.20. Yeah. You're out of your mind. I will say, um, you, uh, again, you don't, you don't have to have like your YouTube channel populated with the videos, but it, I think it could be helpful if you do, again, yeah. you don't have to. Uh, if you're like dipping your toe into the the YouTube ad space game, um, and you don't have any videos, I, I want to let that be a deterrent to um, for for starting YouTube ads. Um, but I, I do think having like a channel where you have like educational content and stuff on it um, uh, can be beneficial because people can get to your channel from the ad, or you can use like a different type of YouTube ad that uh, drives people. To your channel. Yeah, 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 If you have, like, a bunch of useful, like, educational uh, videos or, like, tip videos or stuff, people are probably going to um, view you as, like, an expert, and they're going to go back to you for tips in the future. And I don't know if you've searched on Google lately, but, like, the, they always have that, like, bar, that section of video results that's on there. Yeah. So... So, okay, let's, let's just put this into practicality, okay? I'm going to pick a business, and we'll walk through it. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're the Houston Astros, right? So your video library would be like highlights from the season, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the parade when you won a, a World Series unfairly. It's um, probably not going to include the D- press conference today. No, it won't have that. Maybe like a DIY on like best trash cans to use at home or the yeah. office. Um, uh, best webcam, mm-hmm. you know, how to get 7,000 feet for free of cat and five cable so you can run it through your stadium best monitors things like that but then the that would be on your channel mm-hmm. but then when you go and you actually run the ad then the ad would be like um one on one world series that'd be like your first few seconds and then maybe someone be like i want to win a world series so you don't skip and then it's like you know click here to go to our website and download this ebook on how to cheat your way to a world series yeah so that would be yeah. kind of the difference in the two the other ones are not 
It's like Gary V, jab, 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 and then the ad. I don't know. I think YouTube ads can be super chill too. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of our people are just using them for branding. We don't we don't do a lot of e-commerce, but if you have an e-commerce product, I think you have a huge advantage with YouTube. Oh yeah, one click. I mean, even some of the restaurants that we're about to start uh, dropping stuff for, like one click order. <coughs> Someone sitting there at their desk at ten thirty in the morning and they're thinking about lunch. One click order done. Got a you just got a a good shot of some good food. The the person watching it stomach's already rumbling. Yep. They see that if they think it looks good, they can order in one click. Click ordered. Yep. Yeah, killer. You go to Whataburger. Um, a proud supporter of the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just think that the Astros thing is a problem. <laughs> I just keep coming back to it. Yeah. I do. I do think for anybody listening that you should contact us or you should really look into YouTube. Yeah. Another good thing with YouTube is you can do like the the like ad group wise. You can do the whole like geo targeting along with like interest targeting targeting and all that but you can also do like place it on specific videos mm. so if there's like a video that is similar to your ind- industry that has like a ton of views you can choose that video to place to place your ad or and then you can list like however many videos um and that's where you want to place your ad you can also um choose like topics yeah um the, that you want to place your ad in and you can also do the whole keyword thing with yeah. YouTube ads. If someone's a business owner, marketing director, never done it before, um, how, like, should they call somebody or is this something they could do on their own? Um, I would probably recommend calling somebody because, again, you said earlier, a lot of people just want to take their, the uh, spot they're running on TV and throw it on YouTube. Heck yeah. We're running YouTube ads. Yep. We're doing, but yeah, I, th- I think you do need a little bit different creative, and I think having a team um, that knows how to how to target well and uh, the best placements for it, and um, can kind of guide you creatively. I think I think that's would be extremely useful. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think people miss out too on the opportunity that YouTube ads don't just play on a desktop or phone. Like people are watching them on their TVs. Mm-hmm. Like YouTube's so across all platforms that, I mean, I actually watch quite a bit of YouTube on my TV. Yeah. And they have like the whole YouTube, uh, audience network thing. It's not called audience no- network. That's Facebook's where they like, it'll go to like apps and websites yep. and stuff too, which I'm usually not like a huge fan of, but, if you're trying to reach a ton of people, we've done it. You've done it before and it's worked really well. Yeah. For certain, for certain campaigns. Yeah. If you're trying to reach a ton of people, you can reach a ton of people that way. <clears throat> I just also want to clarify, because this has been a huge topic as well. The difference between YouTube and YouTube TV is completely different platforms. Like they're not the same thing. So YouTube TV is what cable and dish and Hulu live is. And then YouTube is the open platform that's free. A lot of people get confused. Mm-hmm. So I think if there's been a lot of people who thought, oh, yeah, I want to run on YouTube TV. It's like, no, no, no. Not how that works. But I think it's a, I think it's one of the best... Uh, I mean, again, we're, it's hard to do it because everyone's different, but I think it's one of the best sales for um, large audience and seeing getting the most eyeballs to see. Yeah. I still think uh, Facebook and Instagram are, are massive. And, um, and I think a lot of people don't realize, too, that Google owns YouTube. Yeah. So... A lot of data being shared there. 
I mean, probably. And they're going to favor those um, YouTube videos in their search results. Yep. Even if they're like embedded on your website. They run the show. Uh, yeah. One of our one of our videos, one of my tip videos. You search. Yeah, I forgot what I typed in a search the other day, but it was it was one of the results. That feel good. Is sure. it out of date? Um, people keep commenting that it is, but I, every time they comment, I do it again, and it still works. So yeah, maybe I'm just not the best at tip videos. <laughs> no, we gotta get back to that. Actually, what else you got, man? I just want to talk about YouTube today, and then, then like five minutes before we came in here, that's all the Astro stuff. I don't know. I do, I do think if you haven't explored YouTube, I think it's I think it's worth exploring. Um, if you call us nine four zero six nine six one two two nine, ask for Logan or Jared. We'll uh, we'll talk with you about it. Yeah, we can get you some estimates and stuff. These the estimates that that we can get are pretty. <laughs> the the span it'll be like. You'll you'll uh get like between I love this. twenty thousand and five hundred thousand impressions. Yeah, but we can't we can't get you like some estimates and get you like an an audience and uh, and and placements and um any topics or keywords that we'd recommend. So we can get you start like started um with a pretty solid ad group and then um, talk about the creative and everything and got the whole the old production guy here too that can produce videos for for youtube or whatever else too so yeah i think that again we're talking at a high level branding campaign but there you can get really targeted with it and not try to reach everybody but just try to reach the right people over and over and over again too yeah there's a lot of other techniques within it um but i, I think that it's, it's worth your money if you're if you're spending if you're spending more than two or three hundred dollars by yourself no agency um, a month in digital advertising and all then you should definitely look into this yeah and you should be spending way more than that on YouTube. If you if you're spending money on TV at all, you should already be on YouTube. That's like that's a hundred percent because you already got the video to put on YouTube. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent point. <laughs> oh gosh, that was a joke. Yeah, it landed, buddy. Great work. What's your wow today, man? Um, Don't be a cheater. Shortcuts cut short long runs. Is that, is, that's a lyric, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a good quote, though. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. those guys got to go on a real long yeah. run. They they try to shortcut themselves to a World Series, which they did. But now, that's not even going to feel good for the rest of their lives. I mean, it might to them, but it's yeah. like, even if they don't end up throwing an, an asterisk by it, I think in the minds of any baseball fan, it's going to be tainted because they they, tr- they try to take a shortcut. They probably had the talent to do it anyways. I know. Of course, I, I guess we don't know how talented these guys actually are. But they try to take a shortcut. They have the talent to probably get it done, or at least compete to get it done without taking a shortcut. They went the shortcut route, and now it's tainted. That's what shortcuts usually do. They seem convenient. If you, if you ask me right now if I thought they would still have won that World Series, I don't know. Yeah, because they I had a good know. they had a good series with the Yankees in that ALCS. I think they won in seven games. Um, well, they I don't won, know. They might have, they might have won in six that year. I don't remember. Seems it's I I think they have a very talented team. I think there's a lot of MLB teams that have a really talented team. Yeah. So I think it's frustrating. I uh, man, it's like the cheesiest phrase ever, but like 
They always say like the truth will come to light, like always. And so I think authenticity has got to be, authenticity, integrity have to be there, no matter what you're doing with your business, with your family, um, in the Astros organization, whatever it is. You have to be authentic and you have to be, have integrity because it's going to come out at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing, just to like wrap this up and to clarify, you're not talking about this all the time. I'm a huge believer in second chances, third chances, fourth chances. I really am. Like, I don't think that your whole life or career should be tainted by a few moments. I do think it does take some like recognition and acceptance of exactly. it. Exactly. You have to own it. Because I think if you never own it, then you've never moved on from it. Yeah. And I don't like the idea of everybody being like, hey, get over it. But like, well, hold on. You've never really owned it. Yeah. Like, I understand that, like, oh, we apologized, but like, kind of. You also cheated and won and made so much money because of it. 30, 30 mil, right? Also feels like kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, kind of a bad business move. You you enabled a system of guys to get better by cheating. Now the system's gone and you've paid some of them. Yeah. So now it's like, uh-oh. Maybe this will hurt them. I don't, I don't think they've, have they paid a lot of them though? Because I don't I'm, know. I think, I know, I think Bregman and Altuve are signed through like 2024 and 2025. Who was the big one up this year that just left? Um, the Yankees? Pitcher, uh, Cole. Cole yeah. Which I think he hated them after that year. He said something uh, today about their comments and said he had nothing to apologize for. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was about to say. I don't know, but I, th- I don't think they've paid a lot of those guys yet. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know, but I could be wrong. If you're a if you're a leader, leader, you have to own your stuff, and you have to own the people around you stuff, and it's unfortunate. And if you disagree with me on that, then don't lead. That's just part of the gig. Doesn't mean you have to get walked on, um, but you can handle stuff internally one way, but externally it's very different. Yeah, Mark Cuban, I think handled it like an absolute G, and that was a I think and a lot that was actually a way more serious situation in the sense that that was like that's a woman's life. That was affected by somebody else that he was in charge of. Yeah. Like that was very serious, more than just the sport, like in life. And he owned it. He could have just said, I didn't know anything about this and we fired somebody, but he took ownership and that's a good leadership move. Yeah. Whereas this guy's over here with his orange polo just skating. Just skating. And then they're just passing out note cards to these guys. They're just reading off. You got somebody in the back pointing out hand signs for them. They have no idea what they're pointing at or even saying barely an apology and then they just step off to the side you got some publicist walking through bushes <laughs> you got dusty baker sitting over here at the end of the table this guy didn't have any idea what happened last year he's saying oh, i'm so proud of how they handled it last night at the dinner okay the the internal okay the internal dinner yeah the family dinner yeah we, oh, we all get dinner. together and i just i appreciate the way that they stop it that's, stop it that's probably the, mo- the most honestly been this whole ordeal was a team dinner. So they could talk openly because they locked reporters out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, no shade to Dusty. This isn't on him, but. As long as he keeps that toothpick in his mouth. Yeah, seriously. He better be not on that thing this year. And he better bounce it, flick it off that, that, uh, that owner's head a couple times. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a good way to end it, man. Shortcuts cut short long runs. Thanks, Chance. Thanks, Chance. And we out.
I've been scribbling words on a cocktail napkin Scratching a lucky strike ad madmen My rapping is sorta old-fashioned Window shopping, hip-hop and mannequin Roger to his Don Draper, we make songs Elevator music, rock to the PM Dawn Copping a new John, mocking your crew song I'm dope in the pocket, plus hot with a suit on We madmen